Hello friends, and welcome to another edition of Panel Riot. Happy New Comic Book Day. This week we're kicking off what I'm calling DC December, or some variation of that. But before we can get in too deep, Intern Stan, please give us some sort of theme-appropriate music. To the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. something Batman. Fantastic. What a great way to kick off December. December. I don't have a good name thought up for this, but you guys get the gist. You get the joke. DC December. D- it's in the it's in the month. Whatever. Um this week. This week, this month, we are celebrating all things DC. I'm going to be reading DC comics all month, sharing my thoughts with you, my uh my beautiful, lovely, glorious, wonderful listener. You beautiful, patient people who uh, are sticking with me through this strange experiment known as Panel Riot. Um, this week, uh, I want to get into some stuff with the New 52. Um, I, I used to read DC a lot more, and then the New 52 happened, and then I stopped reading it so much. Um, but uh, we're, we're going to get back into it. I'm going to read a couple of books that are highly that come highly recommended from uh, from some very dear friends of mine you might recognize them from this show uh Jack Bunja and Don Papuga formerly Papuga now Don Bunja they got married congratulations you guys this week we are going to read uh Wonder Woman number 1 and uh Green Lantern number 1 from the new 52 series and I will also be reading Justice League number 1 and uh we're going to see what exactly happened here? Um, what's going on with this new 52? Now, uh, before we get too deep into it, I want to give you a little backstory on what exactly the new 52 is. Uh, round about 2011. Not round about, it was 2011. In the summer of 2011, DC Comics announced that they were doing something called the new 52, which was uh, 52 new issues, or I'm sorry, 52 new comics, um, which were kind of reboots of their entire line. Uh, it all came out of the Flashpoint series, um, which is likely to be reviewed also on uh, on this here particular podcast. Um, and uh, uh, the general idea is it was a, it was a complete line-wide reboot. It was it was uh, making the characters more accessible. It was a paring down of their um, very complicated universe and very complicated storylines like they like to do, like DC does, um, you know, every few years or so. And um, it, uh, it resulted in a reboot 
of uh, of their main comics, including get ready for this because it is uh, it is quite a list. Uh, so you've got Justice League, Aquaman, The Flash, Green Arrow, Wonder Woman, Earth Two, World's Finest, Justice League Three Thousand, Aquaman, and the others. Justice League United, Secret Origins, Captain Atom, DC Universe presents The Fury of Firestorm, Justice League International, Justice League of America's Vibe, Justice League of America, Katana, Mr. Terrific, Savage Hawkman. Batgirl, Batman, Batman and Robin, Batwoman, Catwoman, Detective Comics, Red Hood and the Outlaws, Harley Quinn, Grayson, Gotham Academy, Arkham Manor, Gotham by Midnight, Batman, The Dark Knight, Batman Incorporated, Batwing, Birds of Prey, Nightwing, Talon, Action Comics, Supergirl, Superman, Batman Superman, Superman Wonder Woman, Superboy, Superman Unchained, which I've heard is very good and I'm eager to get into. Green Lantern, Green Lantern Corps, Red Lanterns, Sinestro, Larflees, which I'm also very interested in reading, Teen Titans, Blue Beetle, Hawk and Dove, Legion Lost, Legion of Superheroes, Static Shock, Teen Titans, The Ravagers, Infinity Man and the Forever People, New Suicide Squad, Star Spangled War Stories featuring, featuring G.I. Zombie, Lobo, Deathstroke, Secret Six, All-Star Western, Black Hawks, Deathstroke, Volume 2, G.I. Combat, Grifter, Men of War, OMAC, Stormwatch, Suicide Squad, Team 7, Green Team, Teen Trillionaires, The Movement, Threshold, Voodoo, Justice League, Dark, uh, Swamp Thing, Constantine, Clarion, Trinity of Sin, Animal Man, Demon Knights, Dial H, Frankenstein, Agent of Shade, I Vampire, Resurrection Man, Sword of Sorcery, Trinity of Sin, Pandora, Trinity of Sin, The Phantom Stranger, Batman Incorporated, Special, Batman Joker's Daughter, wait, I think these are just, uh, I'm sorry, these are limited series and one-shots, my humble apologies, and there also have been a a number of mini-series and maxi-series under the New 52, and so on and so on, and so on. Now, I wasn't counting, and I'm not going to go back and count, because, you know, that's probably pretty dull, but was that 52 titles? I don't know. Who cares? Doesn't matter. The more comics, the merrier. And uh, and like I said, we're going to get into those three comics I mentioned right now. Right now. Uh, starting with Justice League. Justice League number one, the new 52, by uh, by Jeff Johns and Jim Lee and Scott Williams. And let me tell you, it's a pretty good comic. I, I enjoyed this. I'm interested. Um, now, it's clearly part one of a multi-part story, and it does you don't get into the whole Justice League. Um, it mainly focuses on Batman, the most popular DC character. The Constant. And uh, it, it, if my understanding is correct about the new 52 reboots... Um, Batman was affected the least out of all of them. Um, basically, all of his storylines all stayed the same. His backstory and everything like that stayed the same. There was no retelling of his origin story like you get so many times in uh, in these comics. Um, he just kind of went about his business, but he suddenly had more lines on his costume. Um, and inexplicably, he didn't know who anyone was. He kind of knew who people were. I mean, he he knew who Green Lantern was, and he knew who Superman was, um, which are the only other two superheroes. Well, you kind of get a brief introduction to Cyborg, because DC really wants you to like Cyborg. They re- If you are familiar with anything DC within the past, 
I don't know, three, four years, wait, 2011, this is 2014, math, that many years, um, <laughs> uh, you know that they really, really want you to know that Cyborg's a thing, and they want you to like him. Uh, on a quick side note, I recently started playing uh, Lego Batman 3, um, which which recently came out. It's an excellent game, and we're going to talk about that on a future episode uh, when we talk about um, uh, comic-based video games. And um, it's good. It's a lot of fun. But man, they go heavy on the Cyborg in that game. If you've got Cyborg in your party, there's no real reason to use anybody else. He's got suits that do everything for you. Uh, granted, it's early days in the game, and I'm sure you know that won't be the case all the time, but it's, it, it seems a bit much at the moment. Um, anyway, so, um, brief introduction to Cyborg before he's Cyborg. He's just a teenager playing football. Um, and, but uh, it opens with uh, Batman chasing what I think turns out to be a parademon um, across some rooftops, and he's getting shot at by helicopters and the Air Force and whatever. And then Green Lantern intercedes and helps him out. <laughs> and it's funny, because uh, the first thing he says is, Batman, you're real? Immediately setting up that they're meeting for the first time, and they don't know each other, and it's a whole new ball game, folks. Whole new ball game. It's a whole new universe where we can tell origin stories again. Which, uh, man, they they just have a huge boner for origin stories everywhere. Really, everywhere. Uh, you know what? I blame Batman. I do. I blame um, uh, the what was the first one? Batman Begins. Yeah, it was popular. It was real popular, and people saw, oh, you can make money off of that? Well, let's just tell origin stories, because we don't necessarily have to come up with new content. It's, it's, it's proven success, and we can do it again and again and again, and just update it for whatever era that we're in. Um, granted, it's like modern-day fairy tales, but the difference is these fairy tales had their start, and then there's years of continuity afterwards. You know, I don't know that um, there are 20 years of Hansel and Gretel stories after the witch and the candy house and the oven and so on and so forth. Anyway, boy do I digress. That was almost the definition of digressing. I apologize to you, dear listener. Anyway, so Green Lantern intercedes and they kind of banter back and forth and Green Lantern makes fun of Batman for not having any powers and Batman steals his ring and... uh, uh, kind of makes a fool out of Green Lantern. Green Lantern is, uh, ooh, who is it? Hal? I think it's Hal. Hal, yeah. Yeah, it's Hal. He doesn't have the gray. doesn't have his graying temples because everybody's young now. Everybody has to be young. De-aged many, many years. Um, anyway, so we have a brief introduction by way of, you know, bragging. Green Lantern says that he polices the whole sector and, and blah, 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 and so on and so forth. And Anyway, um... They figure out that the Parademon is using alien technology. He kind of sets a bomb, and uh, they decide that, wait a minute, this thing's an alien. Superman's an alien. We don't know anything about Superman because we've all rebooted and never met, but uh, rumor is that he's an alien, which Batman knows. Batman knows that he is, and he's dangerous because he's, of course, researched him. Um, and then, of course, they go to Metropolis. Um, and <laughs> basically, it's it's... Looking at it this way, it's real shoehorned, the the cyborg thing. It cuts straight to a um, this football game where he's playing football. And uh, 
the only connection between this and the rest of the comic is there a f there's a flyover. Green Lantern flies over in his Green Lantern jet with Batman, and <laughs> the football players look up and say, look, it's super people. It's uh, it's absurd. But it does set up the next step in the cyborg thing, because it lets him say, Dad studies them, but he doesn't talk about them. Not to me. He's got a... So here's what we know about cyborg so far. Super good at football. Um, strained relationship with his father and an important character in this book. That's that's what we know about Cyborg so far. Okay? Anyway, so they fly to Metropolis, and then Superman shows up and takes out Green Lantern in one punch, and you get a splash page of him um, looking at Batman, and he's like, so, what can you do? And his eyes are all glowy, and he's young, and he's got a high-colored suit with more lines on it. And that's it. That's the book. That is uh, Justice League number one. And it says, next, Batman versus Superman. Which is acknowledging the past uh, in a book without a past. So, um... That's it. And there's some. Uh, there's also, you know, some really great sketches. You get to see um, Aquaman and Wonder Woman. And of course, you know, on the on the front page, you you know, first off, it's a Justice League, so you know everybody who's going to be involved. Um, at least you should. It's the big roster. It's the famous roster. You've got Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Green Lantern, Batman, Cyborg, and uh, the Flash. It's not your. Uh, it's not your Justice League West. Uh, it's not your Great Lakes Justice League or whatever. Um, do I recommend this book? Absolutely. Yeah. Go check it out. Read the next one. Read the first few. If I'm not mistaken, the um, the most recent Justice League cartoon was based off of the storyline where uh, the f the the Justice League comes together because the first person they face is Darkseid. Um, am I going to read the rest? Sure. Sure, I am. It's DC December. It's December or whatever I'm going to end up calling it. I'll probably just bounce back and forth between those until everyone gets tired of it. Um, I'm going to read it. You should read it, too. And you should email us, panelriot at gmail.com. Tell me what you think, because uh, I want to know. Folks, we're going to take a quick word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Panel Riot. We're going to talk about the Green Lantern. Do you love the Green Lantern? You will. I hope you like Sinestro, because I think this one's about Sinestro. Stick around, Panel Riot. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. Hi, everyone. Do you like video games? Do you like reading about video games? Do you like listening to podcasts about video games? Why don't you check out insertcointobegin.com? New articles going up daily, and you can check out our podcast, The Boss Battle, on SorgatronMedia.com. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. Hot damn. Those sound like good podcasts. And I can tell you, those are good podcasts. Those are podcasts that, uh, that you can listen to all day long. All day long, from your trusted source for podcasting excellence, the Sorgatron Media Network. That is a good catchphrase, and I'm going to pitch it to Sorg. He should use it. The Sorgatron Media, your source, your trusted source. I already forgot what I said. I'll rewind, and then I'll write it down, and then I'll uh, tell Sorg when I talk to him later. 
Folks, we're talking about the new 52. We are reading DC comic books because is because it is December. No, I think that's worse. DC December. We're reading comics, and uh, for the first little portion there, we talked about the Justice League. You remember? It was just a few short moments ago for you. Uh, it was hours for me. That's a lie. That's a lie. I record these all at once. Um, and uh, next up is Green Lantern. Green Lantern number one for the new 52. And uh, and there's a twist. There's a twist. It focuses on uh, one of the greatest Green Lanterns of all time. Sinestro. Well, mostly. It mostly focuses on Sinestro. So, uh, Jeff Johns, who I'm starting to believe is the Brian Michael Bendis of DC. Uh, Doug Mankey and Christian Alame. Man, I am just terrible with names. Um, so, I'm, full, I'm, I'm, I'm going into this blind, right? Um, and uh, I, I was incorrect with my first assumption that Batman was the only one whose past was left alone. Um, because there is heavy reference to backstory here in the Green Lantern, uh, in this Green Lantern number one. There is, um, you've got Hal Jordan, you know, he's uh, he's also featured heavily, of course. Um, and they talk about how he used to be a Green Lantern, which is fascinating, because I didn't know he wasn't a Green Lantern at the moment. Um, and uh, it starts out with uh, Sinestro, with a Green Lantern ring, and he's uh, saying the oath, the Green Lantern oath, in front of the little blue guys. The, uh, the Guardians. I know who they are. Um... And then he gets all grumpy, and he's like, I said the thing, what do you want from me? Take the ring off. I originally expected that this was going to be another origin story. You know, a reboot of the origin story, where he starts out as um, as the Green Lantern and becomes the Yellow Lantern, and then Hal Jordan is not the Green Lantern. And it occurs to me, it, it, it is actually an interesting take on the uh, on the origin story. Because if you've, got, you've got Sinestro as a Green Lantern again. Um, and you've got Hal Jordan as not a lantern, and with his life kind of crazy. Um, it, it, it's interesting. I'm I'm absolutely into it. Um, he f- so uh, Sinestro flies off, and with the Guardians basically saying, "You're going to do exactly what the Ring tells you." And he seems to. He seems to be into it. Uh, we cut to Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan is uh, he's in his apartment, and his landlord's there, and he can't pay his bills, and he can't pay the rent, and he, you know, dives into this apartment across the street and attacks a guy because he thought he was attacking a woman. Turns out they were they were filming. It was for a TV show. Oh, what a pickle! Um, Hal Jordan goes to jail, and uh, Carol fin- Finris. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Or is it is that even her last name? Ferris, not Fenris. Ferris. Carol Ferris, right. Star Sapphire, as you may know. Um She bails him out and they have a conversation. She offers him a job at Ferris Air, but not as a pilot. Apparently he's been doing some crazy reckless stuff, and that's how he lost his Green Lantern ring. I clearly have a lot more to read. Um But uh There's a <laughs> There's a drawing of Carol that's just downright uncomfortable to look at. I don't know who... I, I, I need to go back and look at who exactly the artist is for this. Um, which one is the artist and the inker and, and, and all of that stuff. Because um, some of the art in this book is not good. It's not great. Doug, It's Doug Mankey, the guy who's named after uh, Pokemon. Um, 
some of the drawing is just downright not good. There's a, a drawing of Carol where it's like he was like, okay, we got the face, we got the hair, shoulders, breasts, of course, arms, uh, and she's got a pocketbook and whatever for the rest. And it looks like it's just her proportions are all wrong. It, she she looks like um, like an hourglass, but just the top part. Does that make sense? It's not good. And uh, just a few panels later, um, Hal is smiling at Carol and, and, you know, supposed to look very charming and happy, but he looks terrifying. He looks downright frightening. He's asking her out on a date, but it looks like he's fixing to uh, uh, cut her face off and wear her skin. It's unpleasant. And uh, I hope that this guy isn't necessarily the artist for <laughs> super long. Oh, Lord. Um... So we cut to Space Sector 1417, the planet Korogar, um, which is, of course, Sinestro's planet. He is attacked by a Yellow Lantern, his former crew and everything like that. And uh, it's a big, huge purple guy who's got claws and fangs and so on and so forth. And he's growling and threatening and saying he'll skin him. Then he stops and says, Sinestro, what are you wearing? It's nice. It's a funny little moment. It's good. I enjoy it. Anyway, um, apparently he enslaved the uh, Sinestro's planet. Uh, Sinestro kills him. And, uh, of course, the yellow ring flies off, like you do. Um, which is... I, I don't know when exactly that was established. I think it was during the Blackest Night storyline. But that being said, um, it's it's a cool effect. You know, I, I really enjoyed the Blackest Night storyline. And I really enjoy that effect of when a lantern dies, the ring flies off. And you get that little... Um, that little, like, kind of lantern symbol that says something like Sinestro Corps member 435 deceased. Um, and uh, it goes to fly off, and then Sinestro blasts it out of the air and destroys it. It's really fascinating. Uh, uh, and, and that's it. That's, you know, that's the, the end of that scene. And I, I'm, it's really good. I, I'm intrigued. I want to know what Sinestro is up to. I want to know what's happening with that planet, what he's going to do with the yellow lanterns if he's going to embrace the green lantern ring and, and so on and so forth so cut to Hal at dinner with Carol he asks her to co-sign a lease on his car she gets mad and um, poor old Hal she drives off without him because he doesn't have a car and uh, he's got to walk home in the rain poor old Hal uh, and he gets home and there's an eviction notice on his door poor old Hal and then Sinestro shows up in his Green Lantern suit, and he says, if you want your ring back, you'll do everything I say. And that's it. It's a cliffhanger. Uh, and I 100% want to read the next issue. No question about it. Um, even with the, the iffy art that I don't necessarily enjoy, uh, I'm on board. I want to read this issue, and I want to read the next issue. And I want to read the issue after that. And the ones preceding this as well. I want to know about the backstory. I want to know what has been happening in the DC universe since Blackest Night. I never finished Brightest Day. It's I, I'm shamed. I am shamed. I, I'm very sorry. I know I haven't finished Brightest Day, and I should have. But I this is it. This is this is an excellent, excellent comic. I'm into it. I want more. I want more Green Lantern. Um. And and honestly, not just this. I, I I don't just want to read um, 
the new 52 Green Lantern. Because when they relaunched, as I said earlier, they relaunched with all this different Green Lantern stuff. Uh, or uh, lanterns in general. Uh, the Red Lanterns had their own series, um, as did, you know, the Green Lantern Corps and, and the Yellow Lanterns and Larflees and, and all that stuff. Like I said, uh, Blackest Night was a lot of fun. It was, uh, it had its problems, like uh, like any comic book does, you know. I'm not going to single out DC here. Any comic book has its problems, but it was fun, and it it was the most... I enjoyed a non-Batman DC book in a while. So, um, do I want more? I absolutely want more. Um, and, uh, like I said, uh, Jeff Johns, I feel, is the Brian Michael Bendis of DC. He ran the show when it came to Green Lantern for a very long time, up until relatively recently, actually, I think, um... I think he was it it might have been just last year it might have been a little bit um could have been this year I have no concept of time I'm terrible with that kind of thing but um he ran the show with Green Lantern uh like I said he was also uh the writer for Justice League um he seems like their go-to guy when um when they need to put a real heavy hitter on a book like a proven uh, a proven quantity and uh Jeff Johns is the way to go yeah um I'm interested, and I'm probably going to go and read more of this now when I should be recording the rest of this uh, this podcast. So, um, But no, no, I cannot. I cannot. I need to uh, stay true to my duty. I need to persevere and have another quick word from our sponsors, which I know you always enjoy, and, uh, and then I'll be back with more Wonder Woman, whom everyone enjoys, probably. Anyway, stick around. In or around the Pittsburgh area? Check out Metamorphosis, Pittsburgh's only full-service organic salon, spa, and wellness studio. Haircut? Check. Manny? Check. Petty? Check. Massages, highlights, sauna, and facials? Absolutely. We even offer professional yoga classes daily. Visit us at SpaPGH.com. That's S-P-A-P-G-H.com today. Because when you feel good, you look even better. You know, friends, I'm going to tell you a little story. The other day, I was uh, hard at work, working with the the newspaper, and you know, I looked down at my hands and saw I had a at a one of those things. What are they called? The little the skin that pops up on the on the edge of your uh, your fingernail there. That that thing that hurts worse than getting an arm cut off. You know what I mean? Uh, if you pull on it. Um, I don't know what exactly that's called, but uh, it's the worst. It's the worst thing in the world. I was looking at my nails, and they're all tore up and and rough and unpleasant and filthy, and and my hands are just a wreck. They're just a just a beautiful wreck. So I made the decision that um, next time I get my hair cut by the uh, amazing and talented uh, girls down at Metamorphosis, I'm gonna throw in a manicure because I deserve it. And you know who else deserves it? You. You do. You deserve to treat yourself. So go. Go to SpaPGH.com. Call them. Tell them that Will from Panel Riot sent you. Um, That's my name, by the way, Will. Sometimes I call myself Lunchbox because I've got uh, problems in my head. And uh, tell them that I sent you, and uh, they will take good care of you. If you don't tell them that, 
they will take good care of you anyway because that is just the kind of place that they are. SpotPGH.com, can't recommend them highly enough. We're talking about DC. We're talking about the new 52. And here, in the third section of this edition of Panel Riot, Wonder Woman. And I want to start talking about Wonder Woman by talking about something that is actually has this actually has nothing to do uh, with this comic. Um, like I said earlier, I uh, I'm playing uh, Lego Batman number three, right? And uh, it's it's essentially a Justice League game. It just kind of hinges on Batman, um, but you get to play as Wonder Woman, and uh, you have access to all of her powers. And uh, she is by far the best character in the game. Why? Because as soon as you jump up in the air and start flying, it plays on a loop the old Wonder Woman theme from the TV show. It's so great. I spent at least 10 minutes just flying in circles around some space base. Um, not the not the Justice League space base, but um, whatever one I was on for that mission. Just flying around, uh, listening to the Wonder Woman theme. It was a blast. It was uh, it was an absolute blast. Check it out as soon as uh, as soon as is convenient for you. Right. So new fifty two Wonder Woman number one. I want to start by saying I like Wonder Woman. I like her as a character, uh, and uh, you know just in general the concept of Wonder Woman. It's great. You know. <sighs> I did not really enjoy this comic. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I completely apologize, but I didn't. Um, it has its finer points, okay? It does have some good points. It is it it is intriguing. You want to know what's going on, okay? Um, well, let's let's go through it um, and uh, kind of pull it apart here. So it starts with these three women uh, standing on a balcony with a pool, and a guy comes up who's um, uh, clearly one of the sons of Zeus, right? Um, and uh, but when he says it, he says, uh, "I'm the son of a king." But he says, "S-U-N." Oh, clever. Um, he is black, and when I say that, I mean black, like, like, pitch black, like not African American black. I mean actual like absence of light black, um, with yellow glowing eyes and a very nice suit and a purple shirt underneath, which complements his skin very nicely. Anyway, he gives the girls some um, champagne. And uh, then they start floating. Oh no! They drop their, they drop their champagne off over the edge, and the shoes fall off, and they're floating. Uh, and it cuts to a barn where there's a horse, and this lady comes in uh, with a peacock robe on, and uh, it shows the ground where there's a bunch of weapons: a sword, a dagger, a mace, an arrow, and bows. I'm sorry, bow and arrows. And uh, she takes a scythe off the wall and cuts off the horse's head. Oh, poor horse. That's really sad. And also, um, oh, there's also a black horse in the barn. She cuts off both of their heads, right? Um, which is sad and really gory. It's very gory and very gross. This comic is very gory and very gross. They do not shy away from this stuff, um, which is kind of a bummer to me. Um, I'm not a fan of that, uh, that kind of comic. Anyway, um, and then something starts to crawl out of the horse. Oh, no. Super gross. So, we go to inside of the house, which is near the barn, and there is a uh, blue gentleman with a strange helmet on, 
and Winged Feet. You probably know who he is. And uh, he's trying to convince the young lady who lives there to leave with him, right? Um, and uh, she, unfortunately, is a little stereotypical of uh, a girl living in the the country. She's got she's got blonde, short cropped hair. She's wearing a um, flannel shirt. She's holding a shotgun. She's in her underwear, wearing flip flops. It's it seems all very stereotypical to me. Anyway, so he's trying to get her uh, to go. She doesn't want him. She doesn't want to leave with him, and someone fires an arrow through the front door, and it, of course, hits Hermes in the chest. And, oh no, they were growing centaurs out in the barn! Um, and they, of course, crash in, and they want to kill the blonde lady. Um, Hermes throws the blonde girl a key, which, for some reason, teleports her to London, where Wonder Woman is sleeping naked, just because, I guess, they like... They think that that's their target audience. Um, anyway, so uh, she kind of explains. Diana recognizes the key and goes to her cupboard and gets out her Wonder Woman gear and stuff like that. And you get, a again, a drawing where she, she drops her sheets in their side boob. And again, target audience, blah, 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 blah. Weird and gross. Um, and then she suits up and she's Wonder Woman and she says, I'm going to help you, uh, but you have to give me the key. So she takes the key from her and they, of course, teleport back to the farm. Why not? Um... Then there's a very lengthy action scene where Wonder Woman fights these centaurs. Uh, it's a male and female centaur. Fine, whatever. Uh, and while she's fighting them, there are dialogue boxes, presumably of uh, the guy from the beginning and the three girls, who he has, uh, you're left to figure out, turned into oracles. Um, because there's, it's it's always like three boxes, and they're finishing each other's sentences, and so on and so forth. Um, and they seem to be giving some kind of prophecy during this action scene where Wonder Woman is fighting and killing these um, these centaurs. And uh, again, at one point, she throws a sword, cuts off one of the centaurs' arms, and it's just really gross. It's just real gross. This is a gross book, is what I think I'm trying to tell you. Um, for a, for a Wonder Woman book, it's really pretty gross. Um, anyway, so she cuts them off, cuts off one's arm, and I think scares them off. And then out stumbles Hermes, and he's got that big arrow in his gut, and he, it's a close up when he pulls it out, which is just unnecessary. It's just it's just downright unnecessary. Um, and his uh, his leg is damaged, and he he says he's dying, and. Um, anyway, the point is, this girl, the blonde girl, Zola, is pregnant by Zeus, and, um, Hera wants to kill her because it's that story again. <laughs> so, um, so then they cut back to the, the sun guy and his oracles, and it's sunrise, and, uh, he starts heating up, and he explodes into flame and burns the girls, uh, they're skulls and bones are toppling from this giant building. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the scene, the action scene, where they're kind of giving this prophecy is so vague, and there's there's so many questions asked in this first issue that 
and and so many questions and probably and not enough answers. I think that's the problem. That's what's getting me. There's nothing really hooking me um to read the next book or read the next issue aside from the fact that it is Wonder Woman and there's a bunch of questions asked in the first issue with zero answers. If I was into a more violent and gory style of comic, that, hey man, I'm on board, that would hook me absolutely right away, but I'm not super into that, so... Anyway, now, the reason I'm going to read more of this, the reason I'm going to read the next few issues, is because of what I said in that first section, uh, Dawn Bunja recommended this. She said that this, this run on Wonder Woman was good. And I trust her taste. Even though she's more of a fan of DC than Marvel, that's fine. I don't like to hold that against people. Don't tell her I said that because she's she's likely going to yell at me. Um, but anyway, uh, that being said, I, I, I'll continue on. Because I do like Wonder Woman. And uh, I, I, I've never encountered a Wonder Woman comic that really hooked me. That really I was I was super on board for and really into and and wanted to keep reading so I want to give this a chance I want to keep going and like I said before I I don't have this opinion of this comic because it is a Wonder Woman comic that the fact that it's a Wonder Woman comic is a step in the right direction that's something that it has in its favor it's just all the other stuff that it uh, that it has against it um I also want to read the pre new 52 Wonder Woman stuff um uh, the, uh, uh, crap, who was writing it then? Was it, um, Gail Simone? Yeah, 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 it was Gail Simone. Gail Simone was writing it, uh, pre-New 52. And, you know, I, I think she's an amazing writer. I would love to read that stuff as well. And I will, because it's December. DC, December, DC, Sem- I just don't know. I'm sorry. I can't, uh, can't nail down a good, uh, good catchphrase. Um, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. DC December. Anyway, so I wanna I wanna read those, uh, and I actually also wanna read the Wonder Woman, the short Wonder Woman run that Michael Straczynski had on it, because I'm a fan of his writing. I have not heard great things about his Wonder Woman run. I know that he put her in pants, and uh, and it wasn't critically well received, and very little else. But I wanna check it out. He always has interesting takes on characters, and. Um, uh, his work on Rising Stars and uh, his work on Spider-Man really, really brought me back into comics in general. So, uh, so I'll give it a shot. I will give it a shot. Do I recommend that you read this? Well, if you're a Wonder Woman fan, absolutely. Read it, and then stick with it. And we'll take that journey together, my friends. We, me and you, hand in hand, reading Wonder Woman comics together on a beach sunset long walk. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. So, uh, you get your new 52, right? Um, and it's it's worth mentioning that uh, <laughs> they're debooting it, I guess. Um, if, uh, if recent issues coming out of DC are any indication, new 52 is an alternate universe. Just the same way that uh, Earth 1 is and uh, and all of that and, you know, the, the communist Batman Earth, it's all... It's all um, I forget what they're called. Whatever. Alternate Earths. It's all alternate Earths. And, um, so that pre-52 universe apparently still exists somewhere. Uh, and 
I'm interested to see what uh, where they're going to go with that. Um, I think they just ended their Future's End run, and uh, I imagine they're going to be telling this big multiverse story at the same time that Marvel is telling its big multiverse story. And uh, I'm really interested to see where this goes. Uh, it, it's a really great time uh, to be a comic book fan. That being said, Here's a here's a fun little bit of business that came out today. This very day, the day that I'm recording this, which is the day before it comes out, so December 2nd. Um, reported by Variety, Warner Brothers revealed the core cast of its 2016 Suicide Squad film, um, which is something that they've been talking about uh, for a very long time. Let's take a gander. Will Smith as Deadshot. That is a fascinating cast, or casting choice right there, uh, and it it, it, it the, the crazy thing he's not he's not the biggest name. They were really going all out uh, for this because you have Tom Hardy as Rick Flag. That's right, Tom Hardy, who also played Bane, is coming back to not play Bane, and someone uh, as you know someone else, uh, Jai Courtney as Boomerang. I am unfamiliar. I don't know who that is, and I apologize. Um, Kara... <laughs> oh, I don't know how to say this one. D. Levagene. D. Levagene. Levagene? I am, I am very sorry, Kara. Or Kara. I probably screwed that up, too. As Enchantress, and rounding out the cast and making his... Uh, this character is making his return to the DC uh, cinematic universe. Jared Leto is playing the Joker. Now... Jared Leto is uh, hes a very popular name right now uh, because of the things that he did uh, in, I think, Dallas Buyers Club. Um, he was apparently very good in that. I haven't seen it yet, and I apologize. I hear it's a very good movie, and I uh, will be checking it out eventually. Um, and he's coming back, and he's going to play the Joker. I am absolutely fascinated to see which Joker we're going to see on screen. Is it going to be the same Joker that we saw in uh, uh, The Dark Knight? Is it going to be yet another new take on the Joker? Are they going to try and keep that continuity at all? Um, I mean, we already have a new Batman. It's fascinating. I'm I am absolutely uh, interested. Now they are saying, do do do. Jesse Eisenberg is in talks to reprise his role as Lex Luthor uh, because he is going to be in the Batman Superman uh, movie. And uh, Amanda Waller. They're also looking to cast Amanda Waller. Apparently, Warner Brothers is considering Viola Davis, Octavia Spencer, and Oprah Winfrey. Uh, and of course, Oprah is the studio's top choice. Of course. Of course. Oprah is the studio's top choice. Oprah is everyone's top choice for pretty much everything. How much money does Warner Brothers have where they can throw this much money at a Suicide Squad movie? They have to have a lot of faith in this movie. They are really going all out. Will Smith, Jared Leto, Tom Hardy, Oprah Winfrey. It's just, it's, it's incredible to me. I mean, they are really, they are really swigging for the fences. Uh, with this one, and I, I can't wait, I can't wait to see what happens here. Um, missing from the cast, who, uh, who I, well, anyway, um, Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn, where is she? 
Or is she not associated with the Suicide Squad? Maybe she's only associated with the Suicide Squad in Arrow. Which... Why... That's a conversation for another time. I don't understand why they want the cinematic universe to exclude the television universe so much. Um, but that's neither neither here nor there. That's a conversation for a whole other episode of Panel Riots, which we will eventually have in this, the month of December. De- that's no better. All right, uh, folks, thank you so much for listening to us this week. Uh, tune in all month long. I will be reading DC Comics. I will be talking about DC Comics. I, have gonna ha- I am going to have the man himself, the Sorgatron, on to talk about Battle for the Cowl and possibly Batman R.A.P., one of the strangest Batman stories uh, in recent memory. I'm going to be watching DC movies. Head on over to panelriot.com at your earliest convenience because I will be posting DC comic-related art all month long, not to mention assorted musings uh, from yours truly, uh, which I also post those on Twitter. Follow me at DJ Lunchbox. Uh, you can also follow Intern Stan. That's right, Intern Stan, the ever popular Intern Stan, uh, is now on Twitter. You can follow him at Intern Stan and uh, really just check it out. It's uh, it, panelriot.com is your hub for all things panel riot and. Um, Starting now, starting with this very episode, you can join our Facebook group. That's right, folks. Panel Riot now has a Facebook fan group. We are just like a real-life podcast. Uh, following in the steps of, of Awesome Cast and the Rambling Movie Minute and, uh, uh, of course, the Wrestling Mayhem Show, you can go on Facebook and talk about comics to your heart's content. Check it out at your earliest convenience. I'll be there. Intern Stern, intern Stern, intern Stan might post a few times as well, and if you're lucky, every now and then you'll see an advertisement for the Petri Wine Company. Panel Riot is available in a variety of, uh, of places and, and outlets and formats and so on and so forth. It is, of course, available on iTunes. You can also find it on Stitcher Smart Radio, and we are now on Spreaker. Uh, as I said earlier, I desperately want to know what you think of the show uh, and comics in general. Uh, send us an email, panelriot at gmail.com. Intern Stan will read it, and he will send it to me, and I will be happy to read it on the show. Tell me what you're reading, what you like, what you don't like. Tell me what your favorite DC book is. Why do you read DC? Why do you not read DC? Because it is DC December. I think that's as good as it's going to get. Thanks for listening, True Believers. Until next week, when hopefully I will have thought up a catchphrase. Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.